The wow word today is the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer. So I'll read that from Matthew 6 in my Turkish Bible. Gökledeki babamız adın kutsal kılınsın. Egemenliğin gelsin. Let's let your kingdom come. Gökte olduğu gibi yeryüzünde de senin istediğin olsun. May your will be done. Bir gün bize gündelik ekmeğimizi ver. Give us our daily bread today, Lord. Bize karşı suç işleyenleri bağışladığınız gibi sen de bizim suçlarımızı bağışla. Just as we've forgiven those who sinned against us, will you also forgive us? Ayatıl mamıza izin verme bizi kötü olandan kurtar. Save us from evil. Çünkü egemenlik, güç ve yücelik sonsuzlara dek senindir. The kingdom, the power, the glory forever and ever are yours. Amen. 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 Thank you, Andy. This is, in all probability, the prayer that is most frequently used and repeated by those professing to be Christian disciples and also by those who are not. It is often called the Lord's Prayer. However, this is not because Jesus himself would have prayed it. Jesus, we know, was sinless and therefore he would have had no need to have said to God his Father, Forgive us our sins. This was given by Jesus as a model for his disciples' prayers. They were to pray like that. Hence Jesus saying, how you should pray. When it is spoken and prayed, I wonder if some people truly understand what they are praying. So let's look briefly at some of the key aspects of these words of Jesus. The word Father. By calling God Father, this implies that God is in a personal relationship with the disciple. God is not impersonal, but wants to be approached intimately just as a child approaches its daddy. It is also significant, the word Father, because by calling God our Father, the individual Christian disciples should remember and realize they are never alone, but are part of a wider church family. The word Holy When we, as Christian disciples, call God holy, it is symbolic of our intimate adoration of him and means that we are to place him and his purposes at the top of our list. God, our Father, wants to be number one priority in all aspects of our life and the world. God's glory, God's kingdom and God's will are to be our supreme concern, much higher than our own needs. The word kingdom. God is a king and he rules. This is where the Christian disciple prays that the gospel will spread far and wide and God's kingdom will grow until the time when Jesus Christ returns in glory to rule with majesty and honor. The word will. 
because God is holy and a king, his will is already being done in heaven. The Christian disciple is to pray that life here on earth will approximate to life in heaven. Wow! The Christian disciple wanting to place God as number one priority and to see God's kingdom spread will also pray that God's will be top priority as well. They are the three priorities from this prayer for a Christian disciple. God will be number one, God's kingdom will spread, and God's will will be done on earth. Wow! The word supply. This signifies that the Christian disciple needs to rely on and trust in God for all things that are necessary for life to continue. So often, particularly in the Western world, we rely on our own finance, our own goods, our own ability to supply our own needs, and we so easily forget that God has provided for our needs that way. As Christian disciples, we are to be thankful for all the good gifts that God our Father has supplied to us, often without our needing to ask Him. The Word Forgiveness Forgiveness, of course, is a major part of Christianity, both in the way that God forgives us when we come to Him in penitence and repentance, but also in the way Christian disciples forgive others and themselves. Asking for forgiveness can be one of the hardest things we can do. In times like that, we need to stop and consider Jesus Christ and the enormity of his forgiveness towards others. If he forgave us for all that we have done wrong, then we should also forgive others regardless of how difficult that might be to do. Forgiveness deals with our emotional response or responses towards an offender. Forgiveness enables us to have the same openness toward the person after they offend us as before. When we forgive the offender, the hurt and the wound will start to diminish. This is helped when we realise and remember that Jesus Christ understands and we can use these experiences for our eternal advantage. The word temptation. But it is good to know that temptations are common experiences for all Christian disciples, and not just for the individual, no matter what we may be thinking. An important thing to note is that temptation itself is not sin. Rather it is the giving into temptation that causes the Christian disciple to sin. We know temptation is not sin because Jesus Christ was tempted but did not sin. One of the keys to living a righteous life and not sinning is by dealing with temptation the very moment it confronts us. As Christian disciples we face temptation from three different angles. The world, our old nature and Satan. It is not just temptation that Jesus means, but also the trials of life. The Christian disciple is to overcome both temptations and trials in order that their character may, through the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit, make them more like Jesus Christ, their Master. The word deliver. This is better translated as evil one 
rather than some translations put it as just evil. Satan is the one who tempts the Christian disciple. It is he who suggests to the Christian disciple not to forgive others and to trust in themselves for their own needs. It is Satan who does not want God to be number one or for his will to be done on earth as in heaven. It is Satan who does not want God's kingdom to be spread. Neither does Satan want Jesus Christ to return in glory. Therefore, as Christian disciples, we are to pray for these things and we need to rely and trust on God for delivering from Satan who wants to snatch the Christian disciples' inner joy and dependence upon God. The word power, or to be more explicit, your power. How can God deliver us from temptation, trials and Satan? He can because he is always all-powerful and eternally almighty. Christian disciples are to rely on God's strength to overcome temptation, trials and Satan and not to rely on their own strength. By relying on their own strength, failure is imminent. But by trusting in God and his power and strength, overcoming temptation, trials and Satan is assured. Remember, God the Holy Spirit lives within you as a Christian disciple. Ask him for help and he will help. Our final word, glory. What is the aim of being a Christian disciple? It is to give all glory to God regardless of what personal achievements have been gained. God's glory is to be our supreme concern as Christian disciples so that God is number one in the life of the Christian disciple. His will is done in the Christian disciple and in the world that his kingdom continues to grow until Jesus Christ returns in majesty, glory and honour. Next time you come to pray the Lord's Prayer, reflect on these thoughts. Accept the wisdom of Jesus in his teaching on prayer and mean what you say when you say the words, not letting your familiarity with them be a hindrance in your relationship with your Heavenly Father. How's that? for a wow word.